Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is uh, Mike Garrigan. This is Murray. And we'll be your host today. And uh, this is the third in a series of 10 podcasts for Pillar of the Sun. That's right. I just want to say I'm glad we're we're doing this. Um, I didn't think we were going to get here today, what with the uh, Thanksgiving holiday and all. Did you have a good holiday? I did. Um, I went to the beach. Cool. Yeah. And um, did you? Um, what did you do? What did you do down there? Yeah, I just chilled out. You know, I ate a lot of uh, ham, and I, you know, I think, mm. I think ham is a very underrated holiday uh, meat. I can see that. Uh, I hear a lot about turkey and you know yeah. deep frying turkeys and mm-hmm. turkey methods, but I really like ham a lot. So I ate, I ate a bunch of ham and just looked out on the waves and floated a little bit out there. It was a good time. I cool. needed to get away. Yeah, we got away too. We went to Birmingham and um, speaking of ham, but uh-huh, <laughs> different funny. kind of ham. Not uh, funny. We went to Birmingham and and uh, gosh, you know, we just had a good time. We played mm-hmm. laser tag and uh, rode some go karts, ate some deep fried turkey. It was really good. Just saw family. I bet. You know. um, so because we're doing this in a series, it, it I think we should mention to our listeners. Um, exactly why we're doing 10 podcasts and what this is all about. Because we didn't talk about that last yeah, week, and I think I some people were confused. Okay. Um, I got a lot of complaints okay. um, all right, well, this weekend. So if you could just review that, that'd be great. Yeah, the, the whole point of doing these 10 podcasts is that, uh, well, there are 10 songs on the new album, Pillar of the Sun. So each week we're going to pick one song. We're actually just going to go right down the record in order. We're going to pick one song. Uh, play it, and I'm going to talk about the the origin of the song, uh, some production techniques that mm. were used, mm-hmm. and then finally uh, get into kind of the meaning of the lyrics um, as much as I could figure that out. Yeah, well, I think it's important to mention that. So uh, this is the third week, so I guess we'll be doing the third song on the record. Yeah, why don't you introduce it for everybody? All right, this one is called Out of My Mind. be still today I'm only here to pay my dues When you walk away I can't get you out of my mind It's a sticky situation When you need someone to trust Hey baby, ain't that something Now it's all come down To a question of lust I can't get you out of my mind you out of my mind And I won't fight the feeling this time I can't Get you out of my mind 
this week's show, uh, what would it be? I think I'd like to call this show Heart Songs. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because all, well, this song deals with uh, emotions and, and particularly uh, the kind of relationship song I write yeah. uh, as a variety of song. And we're going to just play it as some, I guess, I don't like to call them love songs because um, I think yeah, they're kind of. I, I just see some different. I do too. And they're yeah. kind of dark songs you know a lot of them have to do with longing and yeah uh just not being complete so i think know. so and i don't know why that is mm-hmm. but it's just kind of how i write and i think it's more interesting to have uh to to approach a, a song about uh, emotions uh, particularly focused at other people that have to do more with conflict you know it's not yeah. like a happily ever after thing you do have some songs that are kind of happily ever after but these aren't them Right. Yeah, like Wonderland's okay. a happy song. So, you know, um, song out of my mind. Uh-huh. Uh, where, when did you write it, and where does it, where does it fit into the timeline? Because um, if you're just joining us, one of the things that this podcast series is is aiming to do is to uh, figure out why some songs make records and some don't. And um, 
Pillar of the Sun is a collection of outtakes from two different records. And I think now that we we talked a little before the show, and I understand that there's some songs that were yeah. uh, written well before Long time these ago. two records too. So right. uh, where does this fit in? Right. Um, Out of My Mind was written in April of 2001. Wow. And contextually, this was uh, just after Collapsus, a band I was in, had disbanded. Mm-hmm. And yep. I had been playing in Athenaeum for about two months. And I decided to take a self-imposed hiatus from writing for a little bit to get my head together. Um, it was I had a lot of music to learn. And, you know, joining a new band is, is uh, quite a, a bit of work. But once... I got all the new songs kind of dialed in, and, and we, we drilled them for about two months. I said, you know, I'm going to start writing again. And um, this song was one of the first ones I wrote in the new batch of songs. And I remember you telling me somewhere that there was originally a plan to mm-hmm. um, just fulfill that whole triptych of seasonal records yeah. um, right out of the gate. Is That's that, right, yeah. Is that how that originally was going to go down? Yeah, well, the idea was that, you know— coming out of the collapses thing, I wanted to return to that, you know, what I was doing on Lessons of Autumn. That was my solo identity. So I thought, let me just start writing again. And it seemed natural to follow up Lessons of Autumn with the return of spring. And that was the title I came up with because it was going to be the return of yeah. me to my solo identity. Right. And I started writing. This song was written. A song called Rusted Radio was written and a song called She Alone was written. And those were meant to be spring songs. And I kept writing, and uh, a lot of these rock songs started showing up, like Summer Machine. And um, I had a whole catalog of rock stuff that we were playing in Collapsus, but never got really fulfilled, like See You Tonight. And, mm-hmm. um, it's a rocker. Gosh, you know, a bunch of other songs. And it made sense to focus my attention on uh, shifting everything to making the summer record. Yeah. What? So that's why a year later, um, the promise of summer came out. I just, so you had songs ready for spring. Yeah. Did you have winter done too? I did. I had a collection of songs that, um, two of them got recorded for the MG4 EP, uh, gravity affects me. Oh, and, yeah. Um, walk in circles. I like that those one. Those two. That's a good Maybe, one. Yeah. Those two were mm-hmm. winter songs and, and they just ended up being rock songs on the MG4. So, there was a lot of uh, of in that effort to make three records at once. I made one good one, and a couple other songs got used in different projects. Right. So this is how, why uh, Out of My Mind never made it to a record. So where were you going to put this one? This song was earmarked for spring, and I always imagine it being on spring, hmm. uh, just because it has to do with, with love, kind of unrequited in, in a way, and... You know, getting it's really a song about having a crush on somebody and you just yeah. can't stop thinking about it. That's really the straightforward uh, analysis uh, of this tune. And, um, right. Right. and Re- Return of Spring began recording in the summer of 2007. I think I mentioned this before with the Come Alive podcast. And uh, we started, we did six songs uh, at this first initial session. Uh, the three that made spring were the Pullman Dream yep. uh on my way, or what do we call it? We Focus. called it Focus Part One. It's called Focus. And um, Fallen in Love Too Fast. And mm-hmm. there were three other songs that were recorded that didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was this one, Out of My Mind. Another one was called uh, The Great Divide, which uh, got, got left off of Pillar. And then um, and then the last one was Water and Wine, which um, we re-recorded in a similar fashion to right. uh, Like Come Alive. 
So, so why do you think it got left off of spring if um, the recording came out so good? It sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, you know? I, I think the recording was fine. The problem was sequencing it. Um, yeah. The record tended to drag down, and I thought Fallen in Love Too Fast and Out of My Mind took the same space on the record in terms of vibe and sound. And um, I can see that. You know, it just, it, I tried it in different places and it just slowed the record down. So it got left off. And um, the great thing about a record like Pillar of the Sun is I can put songs that were left off for whatever reason into their own context and they have their own life now. Yeah. You know, I'd like to, to hear um, a song from that session, mm-hmm. maybe in a live context. Yeah, and we got. I think we have in the, in our catalog, we have a, a, a live version of Fall in Love Too Fast. Right. From the Broad Street show. Yeah, let's listen to that. Here, here it comes. He's got a craving for clarity, don't you know? She displays all her sincerity Don't you know She wants to do this right Slow down more She's turning off the lights Slow down more You're falling in love You've fallen in love too fast Does he got a secret up his sleeve? I don't know Will she love somebody more than me? I don't know She wants to do this right Slow down, boy She's turning off the lights Slow down, boy You're falling in love You're falling in love too fast Call me crazy, but it seems these games have lost their sting It's never quite like the movies And all I want is just to hold out for what love may bring Yeah, maybe I'll take a long way You're 
falling in love too fast So on these two songs, you chose to use like hand drums. It sounds yeah. like hand drums. They are hand drums, and um, on, on that recording day that we began, uh, Dale Baker was the session drummer. He's a, a great drummer. You can find him online at dalebakerdrummer.com. Uh, he's amazing. But uh, he came in and played uh, kind of conga uh, on Fallen in Love Too Fast, and we sort of uh, reorganized the kit that day and, and added a djembe and a dimbek and that's what we hear on out of my mind yeah you know, I, I like it because it takes it out of that obvious yeah um here's a drummer and here's yeah. the you know cymbals thing and I, agree. I know on spring that was the goal to make the drums kind of smaller and yeah really more about the songs were about the acoustic guitar but on even on pillar of the sun though it's more of a rock route record and, and for me i liked how it kind of slowed things down and you get this cool hand drum thing that's sort of, it sounds like loopy almost. Yeah, the, there was very little variation and we wanted it to resemble a heartbeat, oh. if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's um, totally cool. drums to I like that idea. Uh, be like a heartbeat, you know. And and it sounds like a heartbeat, you know. And, you know, if you do this on a whole record, it gets kind of, boring. Know, it, it can lose impact. But just, you know, to take a break in the middle of a side of a record, I think it's a nice, nice thing to do. Yeah, I think so. And we did it on the on the other side of the album was with Snake Eyes and, no, and uh, Water and Wine. Well, actually, no. that's not exactly right. That's right. Snake Eyes is is the second song on the second yeah. side of the record. So no, you didn't. Okay. Well, the point is is that you know not having everything full blast all the time kind of is a yeah. good thing. And this song also, I haven't heard you do this a lot, but it has like what sounds like strings. Yeah. And usually you don't use that kind of thing. Can you explain why you chose to put those on there? Yeah, they're not really strings. They're, um, it's called a synth pad and it resembles strings and it just hits one chord and it changes every now and again. Uh, the reason you would use a synth pad or even a string pad is to, to create a mood and it sort of Mm. creates a note and a tone. It kind of dims the lights a little bit. That's the technique. And if it's not there, you kind of notice that things seem, a little too stark. Yeah. I also really liked the fullness of this song. Yeah. The bass line was cool. It wasn't overpowering, but just the mix was really good, and it, it just created this cool, um, very full-sounding vibe. You know. Yeah, I, I tended to put the, the mixes I liked best um, earlier in the record than, than the ones later, and this one I always thought, just right out of the box, there was very little I had to do to it um, in mix down and in mastering. I think... This one also had the benefit of really having nothing added, um, so it was fully mixed for spring, and I, I maybe turned the piano down at one point for this record, but um, yeah, it has the benefit of, mm-hmm. of having a, um, a getting a second chance where these other ones are pretty fresh. Yeah. Well, we had um, some mail this week. Can I do the mailbag? Yes, you may. Okay, let me, let me just grab it. Do you have, do you have it? It's, a, it's on a note card today. All right. Uh, okay, we have a question. It says, Dear Mike, when will Pillar of the Sun be available digitally? And in digital, it says here, when will Pillar of the Sun be available in digital stores? Okay, well, the plan is um, right around the first week of December, we're going to submit the record to uh, digital retail. And, and what that means, if you buy things on iTunes uh, or an Amazon or any other 
a digital place. If you like to listen to music on Spotify or, or those kinds of places, mm. uh, we're going to supply those uh, retailers with the record. And Is there a reason why you waited like a month to do that? Yeah, the, the whole point in waiting a little bit is to um, really focus energy and availability on the physical CD uh, of Pillar of the Sun because I, I think the artwork package is really nice. It and, is. Um, it really is. It's, it's also, if you buy, uh, you can buy it digitally on the website, but a lot of people... Uh, are set up, and, and what I've found with the last two records I've done mm-hmm. is that most people buy their music through a retailer like like iTunes or, wow. or whatever is their, their favorite. And, um, you know, generally the sales uh, digitally will mirror or uh, even as much as quadruple what we've done in physical sales just because wow. it's so easy yeah, and convenient. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I, I buy a lot of records digitally too, but I just think when there's artwork like this, it's just kind of nice to... Um to have it, a physical CD, you know. Well, since we're doing a show on heart songs mm-hmm. and, and uh, I guess, love songs, what what would you say, well, there really were no love songs on Malamander. That yeah. record was just kind of weird. It was. Um, it was but it was on Return there. of Spring, there were some really tender songs. What would you say was a good um, heart song from Return of Spring? I think, you know, one of my favorite songs on that record that is really sort of about relationships and, and, and love and longing is, is Hey Angel. That's a killer song right yeah, there. Well, thank you. Love and um, we got a, I got a cool live version from the Deep South show. Uh, why don't we check it out? But in the meantime, this is a song from the last record I did. Uh, that record is called The Return of Spring, and this song is called Hey Angel. I just want to be the 
a nice little version of that song you usually do that song with mark too yeah yeah we usually always yeah, do i think it, it'd be cool to, to um, on another one like mm-hmm. later in the series to do um just a version you know from one of those shows because that's really good too People thank need you to hear that that's a good idea and uh, i know we recorded at least three versions i'm sure one of them came out pretty good you know with these other two songs how do you think out of my mind is different from hey angel and Fallen in love too fast. What what are the diff? What would be the differences between those two three songs? Hey Angel is a little bit more about having faith in a in a long distance relationship, and I can speak to experience from that. And and it's that idea of putting faith in somebody mm. even though they're not here. Um, yeah. And falling in love too fast is more of just a, a situation where a guy just falls in love too fast it's not really hmm. uh, that's probably even more straightforward than yeah. than this song i can relate the, to the other song fall in love too fast the most i think oh cool well thank you i'm glad you like right, it so um you have you don't have any shows this week i don't um, but we're Nothing going on really you're on the web at mike that's right mike you um this record pillar of the sun we're doing 10 of these shows yes so um next week what are we going to talk about next week we're going to do a show called dark songs and we're going to uh kick it off with the song wicked light mm, cool and then i'm going to select some of the other live tracks we have and we're going to be mm. talking about shadows and light um darkness and and just you know wh- why some music is dark and maybe mm. the idea of catharsis and okay uh how, how to be how to make dark music positive music um, That's interesting. We're just going to look at a couple different themes like that. So well, good. Tune in. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, thanks a lot. I'm Mike Garrigan. I'm Murray. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>